Oh, we finally did it. It happened. I'm so, um, I'm so not pumped about the technology hiccup that we just dealt with. Yeah, it was super sick. What's the opposite of pumped, Chase? Tell me. Deflated. Mm. Dilapidated. Ran down. I'm dilapidated. <laughs> I'm super dilapidated from the technological <laughs> hiccups that we just encountered. So what I'm curious is what's going to happen after we told everyone, like, don't come back. Now yeah, I don't know why. we're back. You didn't have to slam the digital door. You could have just I'm, disappeared. I'm really good at slamming digital door. I'm really good at just slamming doors. Like, I'm not good at leaving opportunities open-ended. I'm just like, you know what? This isn't going to work in the next 40 seconds. We're done. Yeah, just deconstruct the bridge. That we're way no one here. can possibly come help. Did you help? No, I went and took a shower, dog. <laughs> I feel so much better. That actually might have been what, what helped. It was, uh, it was my giant body obstructing the internet. I also forgot to tell you, I was pulling it out every time you looked away. <laughs> yeah, there's That's like a little, eth- there's an ethernet cord over here and I just give it the slip. What's the opposite of funny, Chase? <laughs> ah, sh- shoot, what man. you just said. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Amy Schumer, but whatever, close enough. Yeah, that is not funny. That is actually, that's correct. Damn, you're going straight crotch to the camera right now. <laughs> that's aggressive. All right, folks, here's Damn. the deal. I'm not a professional. You're uh, a professional. It's super late in that it's 1045 right now. We were supposed to do this almost two hours ago. But but we can't not do it today because we may not get the chance to announce that Travis Williams is sitting on top of the leaderboard going into the <laughs> second day of Wadapalooza. That is correct. That is correct. Chase Chase made a really good argument, which was, what are you going to do if the internet is janky tomorrow morning? It's working right now. You have to take advantage of it. Yeah. And I picked up my dilapidated self, <laughs> put myself back together. Yeah. It's, it's hard watching a dilapidated man try to get pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. Uh, let's go and take a look at this leaderboard. You're not joking. Yeah. When you say that Travis Williams is on top of the leaderboard. Wabba lubba dub dub, man. If you had... All right, what would you have said was going to be the actual odds of that being the case? Uh, based off the first event alone, like before I saw him do it, uh, zero to none. <laughs> zero just, just, to be, none. just because traditionally it's like, man, running and anything over a 10-minute time domain, not to be like biased towards Travis Williams, but it's not his, it's not his bread and butter dog. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I would have I would have happily taken 10 to 1 odds against him being in first place at the end of day 1. Yeah, you'd be out. And I would be out the, all that money. That's I would okay. put I would have I would have lost a lot of money on that. That's uh, why I don't gamble. And here's here's why I love Travis. He's hilarious. We spoke with him earlier today. I texted him and I was like, "Hey man, what are you doing here?" <laughs> all right. Yes, this is true. I almost forgot about this. Why are you here? Curious he minds said, want to know. He said, I'm here to win. I'm definitely going team, but I'm here to win. That's what he was saying. He said, this is it. This, this He's like, what I really want, and we heard them say this last year too, was what I really want is to win, earn the spot, and then say I could gave it to somebody else. He just wants the power trip. You no, know, he's the CrossFit Robin Hood. He wants to take from the rich and give to the... <laughs> Uh, less fit than he him. He is the rich. Yeah. He has a game spot already. How how much more rich can you get? I, I don't know, but I, I am excited to see 
uh williams on top of the leaderboard because like he's legit only been doing team events the only showings that we get to see individually are him doing open workouts and just like bombing it because it doesn't matter to him so it's it's exciting to see him like back in this format doing his thing i always forget how good he is at muscle ups and that was definitely never a problem for him during the loose event like he he was snappy the entire time he lost his bet with with Fakowski. A ludicrous bet. The bet was he was going to do all the muscle-ups unbroken and finish in the top 8. 20%. The top 20%. He finished fourth overall in that workout. And I'll, we'll explain why because there's something interesting about that. He finished fourth overall in that workout, but uh, did Lost not do his muscle-ups unbroken. We watched him break his muscle-ups because... Duh. We we watched him break his muscle ups, and we watched Fakowski see him break his yeah, muscle ups. We, we watched Fakowski laugh as the, as Travis came down off the rings the first time. I think, uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was definitely one of those situations where, yeah, he lost the bet, but he may have won the war by by being in first place after the first day. Yeah, because that's what really matters. Um, did Velner go unbroken? I think he went unbroken. No, he didn't go unbroken. He didn't do the 21 unbroken? 21? 21 what? Ring muscle ups? It's 10, it's 10 per oh, round. Oh, it's 10 per yeah, round. It's 10 per round. No, he didn't He didn't go unbroken. We watched him. He broke in the last round for sure. I'm pretty sure he broke the second round as well. I don't think he did I don't know where I got 21 from, but it's whatever. It's CrossFit. It's <laughs> late. CrossFit. Everything is 21. 21 forever. Um. So here's here's why... Here's why it's important to show up and compete against the the, the crowd that you're competing against. Mm-hmm. Travis Williams took fourth, fourth in loose mm-hmm. in this field, beating out just perennial CrossFit Games individual veterans in yeah. a workout that many would say he had no business beating them in, including, you know, top 10 finishers from last year's CrossFit Games. Yeah, yeah. Noah Olson was in that field. His time, as you guys can see on the screen here, was twenty four fifteen. But third place was more than two minutes faster than him, twenty two oh seven. So really, what Travis was able to do very well is take advantage of his fitness leveraged against the lack of everybody else's ability to place above him. I know it sounds kind of stupid. It does a little bit, but I'm following. But but hear me out here. In a wider field, there would have been nine people between him and Cole Sager, yeah. who took third. Yeah, they're all like just lumped in together. But they weren't lumped in him. together. So basically what I'm saying is the bottom half of this field needs to get their shit together. And take down the tyrant known as Travis Travis Williams because he is going. Can you understand the level of shit talking that's going to occur? Talks talks mad amounts of trash. He has confidence that is going to just get him through. The workouts coming up tomorrow. You think he's not confident about? I honestly, I wish I was a fly in the wall in that text chain because everyone in that text chain, like we talked to Fakowski, we talked to Velner. Everyone is super confident that it wasn't going to be a thing that that Travis was going to come out, burn out after the first round, yeah, and just fall apart. And guess what happened? 
He's beating Pat. He is. Narrowly. What, 14 points? 14 points. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small Makes it an margin. exciting weekend, that's for sure. For sure, because it could have easily just been the Pat Vellner show. Yeah, Cole Sager's in second place behind Travis, and, and Pat Vellner's right behind him. Saxon Panchik is right behind uh, uh, Pat, but there's quite a gap. There's almost 30 points between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, so and then how far out is Noah from Noah's from 10 more points behind Saxon. Yeah. yeah so, so really what we're looking at here is, is uh, uh, you know, this, this race for the top three is pretty close, but again... There's still a lot of weekend. Like we still haven't even gotten into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's technically it hasn't even started. These are just two freebies. Yeah, two Lucy freebie, dogs. Freebie events. Um, so shout out to Travis Williams for yeah. you know being the guy, holding it down. He's that guy. No, it's impressive. He be that guy. He be that guy. So, uh, did you have a favorite moment on the men's side of the competition? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think my favorite moment uh, is quite. <laughs> I mean, it's it's super super easy to say, but it's uh, just the dominance of Velner in loose, like watching him take off for the final one k that far ahead of everybody else was. Uh, it's just super impressive. It's like, oh wow, yeah, that's the difference between um, Pat Velner and the rest of the field. He's still like fitness terminator, leaps and bounds, and like the leaderboard doesn't reflect it right now, but. I, I would Fitness terminator. I like that. <laughs> I also would have been interested to see how Pat would have done in that last event had the final barbell still been overhead walking lunge because they switched it to a front rack. And I think that allowed some folks who might have struggled with the overhead to actually place higher than they had business finishing. Yeah. Uh, so I think and I think Pat obviously wasn't going to break down. He has great positioning and, and mobility. So I would have looked for him to place higher in that event. I think he finished up in ninth in it. So, yeah, it would have been interesting just to see um, had they not had to make that adjustment um, where he'd be at on the leaderboard. Yeah. My favorite moment from the men's side was uh, again, it was from loose as well. I mean, we didn't see a ton of competition this weekend, but, but or tonight so far, but it was from loose. It was actually from Adrian Moonwater, who took a second in that workout. He was right behind Pat. He snuck up on him. He, he did. Cause there was a bigger gap and he, he just did. slowly tripped away. He was, he was minutes. He was like a minute, maybe two minutes behind Pat when it came to them getting started on their muscle ups. He had the turbo squats. He had turbo squats. They started his squats, uh, about 18 reps behind Pat Vellner and they finished about a four rep Delta. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. He's going fast. He was going real fast. Full turbo. He's putting those quads to use. Um, but they didn't look as impressive to me as Cole Sager's final 25 reps. That is Holy true. Holy cow. That is true. I didn't know tall people or big people could move that fast up and down in that rigid of position. Cole's... Cole's uh, he looked like a piston. He did look like a piston. He was moving real... He, he should have done that the whole time, though. He was moving real real sexy. He was moving a sexy life. It didn't even look like it affected him. He walked off. Um... Let's go and take a look at the women's. Let's go and take a look at the women's, uh, the women's leaderboard here. Because uh, we talked a little bit on, on the men's side about what we saw. Shocked in awe at the anomaly that is Travis Williams sitting on top of the leaderboard. He's the, he's the Neo. He's the Neo in the Matrix. I think he might be the be Neo in the Matrix him. right now. <laughs> um, but the women's leaderboard isn't really any less exciting. No, it's, we, it's 
better than anticipated. For yeah, me. we propped up this this big battle against uh, you know Sarah Sigmund's daughter, you know the heart of Iceland, and Tia Claire Tume, you know the heart of Australia, going head to head. The Stone Cold Fitness Queen the of the Seven Kingdoms. Fitness Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, so we 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 pumped up the storyline. I think we rightfully so pumped up the storyline. Based off the season Sarah's having? Yeah, I think it's justified. And so far, it's actually panned out in favor of that storyline. They're tied. They're tied with 188 points each, a third place and a first place for each of them. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah 188 points each. Uh, we got to watch Tia throw down and, and loose. And then we saw Sarah fight back and just look super, super calm super collected super focused and dialed in for uh whatever it was called miami heat whatever yeah. they called that event the lunge bike of death event yeah um, that was that was super sick yeah that that event was was really cool it was really interesting to see that go down i like the idea of those elimination workouts that was something that was exciting to watch i think they did a really good job of sort of setting that up and making it into um like a show you know it moves across the floor it starts with something that would be basically a trap for every normal human being trying to do that workout it just has a lot of things going for it with that um the stream uh which is the way that we watched the last half of the miami heat event uh you know showcased some interesting moments like sarah sigmund's out of the difference between her demeanor in the second round versus her demeanor in the last round and how she sort of attacked the workout differently. Yeah, it's wild. It was really interesting to see that difference. She kind of had this like, uh, if you guys didn't see the live stream uh, and you know you need a little bit of a descriptor here, the, the difference, the delta was this like eye of the tiger situation. It was like this? Yeah. This. Yeah, it's very little bit. I mean, no one can actually see the difference between what you just did because we're, the camera might be a little too far it's away. Not, but you know, it has but to be in 4K, it's like a dog. furrowed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's like a furrowed brow situation. Another difference was during the second round, she was eyes on the salt bike. Brian Friend commentating on the, uh, on the stream. stream actually had a really good observation. There was that during the second round, he she had eyes on the assault bike she knew exactly what pace she was going for she knew exactly how she was going to turn it on where she's going to turn it on how she's going to execute the third round she it was like dumbo yeah she went just i think she made unflinching eye contact with the camera and every individual in the i don't know how she did it she looked at everyone at the same time it's that thousand yard stare including the people behind her yeah and was able to just crank down on that assault bike maybe legitimately maybe twice as fast as i could do those reps I guarantee you it's twice as fast as you could do those reps. That is not the type of emotional support I'm looking for right now, Chase, but yeah, thank them, you. Them's the breaks, dogs. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, there, there was another clip that was posted on Instagram, uh, I believe from, what what was what was it like? Maybe it was Dubai, where like Sarah's like happy, laughing, smiling, and then like it's time for her to come out into the field and you can like see the change in her like face. It goes from like la da 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 to like, I'm going yeah. to murder everybody. It was either Dubai or it was on Ireland. I've seen, I've, or, I think it's Ireland. Yeah. It was, I think it might've been filthy 150. I've seen the exact clip you're talking. There about. wasn't enough sand in the background of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it is, it is very, very interesting to see her competitive demeanor sort of develop over the course of just the, 30 seconds from her taking the floor to the start of the workout or the start of the countdown. I haven't started the start of the countdown. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's really dope. 
I think the I think the difference though here is is Sarah has to build up to that and work up to that, and Tia can flip that on whenever she wants. I I'd, I'd say that's a that's an interesting observation. Maybe perhaps that could be part she was, of it. She was doing it mayhem for no reason. That's right. She'd already she'd already. It's like why stop stop hurting them? They're already dead. Stop hurting them. And she was just doing it for fun, yeah. event after event. So we'll see we'll see how the weekend plays out. I'm excited. Yeah, um, as as, as of, of right now, it's it's sick. It is. Uh, Jess Griffith, who's in fourth, is the one who's currently in the running for the for, yeah. yeah. So she's in qualifying spot. Not not to skip over Carrie Pierce, who's in third. Don't take this as like oh, if we're not talking about them, she's got her invite. But she has her invite, right? So the storyline that we really propped up here was Tia versus Sarah. Let's see what this looks and feels like. You know, this is a Sarah at the top of her game. This is a Tia at the top of her game. What's it going to be like head to head? But at the same time, the the storyline that is also very important for us to keep track of is who's actually in a qualifying spot. And yeah. right now, Jess Griffith, who is, again, one of those athletes that spent last year on a team. Having fun. Having a good time, staying fit, obviously staying in good shape and ready to compete yeah. again. Uh, but maybe the short-term memory of crossfitters it's not it's not quite there yeah i because mean if you, i haven't forgotten you and i haven't forgotten but well it's not your job to remember no. it is my job to remember yeah in a way but uh yeah so jess griffith is is uh you know she's a games veteran for a reason she's a badass she's indeed a badass like, so can put in work let's keep let's keep our eyes on on jess griffith that's not to say she has it locked up because it's a pretty tight race between like fourth and eighth pretty and much. literally this is like day zero and this is day zero on the men's side we didn't even talk about who is in the qualifying spot right now uh yeah because you have to go down that list a bit yeah or not uh, i think it might be saxon yeah it is saxon actually yeah, so saxon right now is in fourth right now and i have the list i'm gonna keep hold on a second let's see if we can we can be super professionals here and pull up the list yeah so saxon is currently not one of the 10 qualified athletes Right on the men's side, so many, so many, because there's because there's what like thirty only thirty three men competing. Yeah, and I think we heard that there were some dropouts. Uh, you know, yeah, thirty three men are competing because we had a handful of dropouts, including uh, Ben, Smith. both the Georges and Fabian Benito. Uh, so yeah, right now it looks like it's uh it's Mister Saxon Panchik that is in our qualifying spot. Um. Let's go ahead. Hey, sh- shift over to the team. Let's go see if we can talk team, team. real quick. Once we're going to talk, so we're going to talk team, folks. We're going to take a look at uh, at the team rankings. Lots of really surprising moments in the team competition. I'm being facetious. And then we're <laughs> going to talk about the upcoming workouts, the workouts that, that they can expect to do uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, none of it's surprising for the team stuff, but it was still ex- more exciting to watch than I anticipated. At least the events that I got to see. Yeah, so basically first place is a team you may or may not have heard of. Mayhem Freedom, the super team of all super teams because it's just the team that never loses. That is Rich Froning, Scott Panchik, China Cho, and uh, Teja. Uh, everyone always corrects my pronunciation yeah, of the last say name. Um, I say Perseves. Perseves. Maybe it's Perseves. Teja Perseves. It just sounds, it like rolls off the tongue better that way. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm just going to keep saying. And she's never corrected me. So I think she's just too polite. 
She actually is. She's like, she might just, she is literally like me when people are like, what's going on, Chad? And I'm like, hi, (laughs) rude. Go with it. Anyway. So yeah, that it's, it is obviously a very solid team. If you have not seen how dominant rich and his teams have been over the past few years, you're just not paying attention. That's not news. Mm -mm. Is it surprising that bringing on Scott Panchik, who was just barely off the podium again last year, has made the team even better than it was before. Yeah. No, that's not news, right? What's interesting here to me is that the second team that Mayhem has, and I'm not going to be rude and call them the second string or the JV, but, you know, it's just the second team. The other highly talented team out of Cookville, yeah, Tennessee. The other insanely talented Mayhem team is in second place right behind them, which means they would be the ones that would get the invite to the CrossFit Games and Mayhem mm-hmm. would be sending two teams to, to the games. Now, again, it's very, very early in the weekend, even though it is very, very late at night. It's very, very early in the weekend. But that that's this is exactly the type of, you know, we saw uh, there was one year they had both teams at the games. We saw that happen previously through the regional uh, qualifying system. We haven't yet seen that through the sanctional qualifying system where one farm system creates multiple, multiple teams, teams yeah. showing up to the games. Um, mainly because last year it was so difficult for even any teams to qualify for the yeah, games. Yeah, how many teams ended up being there? 14. Yeah, it was last only 14. Year. And now we have now like, it should a bajillion be, it, sanctionals. It should have been 28. Uh, there are a couple sanctionals that are doing individual only. So yeah. it brought it down. And then there's a couple sanctionals that are like on hiatus. So it brought it down further. So it's going to be somewhere in the low to mid twenties. Okay. Um, so it definitely opens up more opportunity for, but it's still narrow. But it's still very narrow. And the fact that Rich even has a second team that is on the track to qualifying is should, sitting in second place behind him. If you're interested in competing in team fitness for time, you should probably be paying attention to what Rich Froning is doing. is is basically what I'm saying. It's good. It's a good guess. You should be paying attention to how athletes are being developed there, the types of stuff that they're doing. It seems to be working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to get the Tasia Persevez belt just because I'm assuming that's going to make me better. That sunflower belt is super dope. It's super dope. Shout out to Tupud. And it's going to make me belt. so much stronger. Like, did you see how she did the overhead walking lunge? She did. She did murder that workout. If I could do that weight that fast, that's a win. There are a couple other teams. These are teams, by the way, the all the top five teams are the are the five teams that I <laughs> was like, hey guys, we should probably pay attention to these teams. And I'm not I'm not saying that to toot my own horn because wow. anyone who looked at the roster. A little bit of shade teams, towards Meat Squad, but it's fine. They already have their spot. They're fine. <laughs> Doesn't they, they're okay. They're okay. They're okay. They they're have fine. their spot. But basically, these are all teams that if you just look at the roster and you're like, oh, these are just a whole bunch of badasses. For example, what do I mean by a whole bunch of badasses here? Gowad. Yeah. Remembers. Street Horner. Luke Schaefer. Taylor Williamson. Andrea Nissler. Yeah, it's real garbage whoever let that happen. So it's like <laughs> a bunch of games athlete veterans. Mm-hmm. Two women who have not just competed at the games at an incredibly high level, but have already qualified yeah. for the games on individually and on another team this year, right? It's real messed up. Let's go down to Team Wit. They're also the most photographic team, just because Street Horner. That's also photogenic. True. Photographic. I mean, <laughs> dude, if if it was Street Horner and Cody Mooney, no one would even be able to compete with them because you'd be so 
distracted by, by how handsome that team yeah. is. Be absurd. That Romwad commercial that plays sometimes with Cody Mooney, like on the island, he like has the headlamp on, he's running in the in the jungle and stuff. He like he gets all bendy and flexy. What the hell is that? I have work to do. It's not made for you. Or maybe it is made for you. <laughs> if it's working, it's working, man. I don't know. It's doing something. It's distracting is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's distracting. He's a real handsome man. He's a real handsome man that's, that's, that's distracting me. He's also ridiculously fit. He is also ridiculously fit. Uh, but the team wit. Josh Alchama. Josh Alchama. That's a hard name to say. Harriet Roberts. Michael also Smith. Sam Briggs. This team... This team is like Michael Smith is a massive human being. Like he's he next to like so Royce. Tall. Yeah, he's so tall. Royce is crazy. Yeah, but this guy looks like he's almost the same size. The, he destroyed that. The pipe. thing I love about this team is that it's super international. Like this team is. is they clearly the UK, have never met New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> UK and New Zealand, Ireland. It's a really dope team uh, to put together. And Victory Grips is another team that we talked about. Uh, a little bit before this is yet another big set of games veterans yeah. Alex Parker Meredith Ruth Ethan Helbig easy Muhammad easy's overhead lunges one of the things that Chase and I and again this is something that if you find some photos or you see uh, like a recap of somewhere watch the position the hand positioning on the overhead squats I'm sorry, the overhead lunges for yeah. the team athletes. And Chase and I were talking about this. You know, Realistically speaking, not many of us have the thoracic mobility to stack in a narrow position when we're doing those overhead lunges. But it is a much more efficient place to be. Yeah. And Easy was the only athlete I saw basically all night long, maybe outside of Rich probably also had that positioning, to stay like in a push press position or a push jerk, maybe even slightly narrower grip position. Yeah, that real narrow position. And it, and it makes it really, I, I had imagined, because I've never been in this position, but I feel like it makes it harder for that weight to go forward as you lunge. <laughs> I imagine. I've never, I've never actually felt And it allows you to kind like. of relax your triceps just a feels little like bit. It feels like perfect balance. So you're you not, want, you want to know what perfect level feels like, Morty? <laughs> you can't handle perfect, perfect level. Uh, yeah. And anything you can do to make it so you're not constantly pressing 250 pounds is going to help you. Yeah. So I, I think there's there's very – and we talk – we if you guys have not watched – those of you who are watching this, thank you very much, by the way, for hanging out with us for this. Uh, super apologies for the earlier technical difficulties, but you know we were able to get through it. If you guys have seen the Patrick Vellner interview that we did earlier this afternoon – we spent a lot of time talking about the intangibles of top tier performance in fitness. Yeah. And one of the big things that comes up is like, you know, the mental side of the, the game. But there's also physical like minutia that gets overlooked often. One thousand percent. And uh Little things like just being able to find an efficient position for a workout like that. It's going to help you all weekend long. It helps you all weekend long. Because yeah. what have they done so far, right? You're talking about like the top teams, actually top teams and top individuals, in a way have been basically punished for being the best. Because mm -hmm. they had to do even more assault bike stuff. And even more lunging. Yeah. Now it's not a ton of distance. No, but it's it's enough. But it's, it's, a, it's a heavy bit enough of volume, load, right? so it sucks. And they've done a whole 
buttload of leg stuff today. They yeah. did three hundred, yeah, hundreds, hundreds of weighted squats, running like three k, uh, weighted muscle ups with a ruck, right? So, so it feels funky, and they probably chafed their lower backs, uh, and then they followed that up immediately with assault bike sprints and heavy overhead lunges, except for the very last heat was front rack lunges. Yes. Which They're, is even more quad intensive. Which is even more quad intensive, right? Yeah. So they've they've trashed their lower body, and, and the weekend has barely gotten started yet. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have some folks that are in trouble um, if they don't take care of themselves the right way. Come Sunday, it's, it's going to be... Uh, they're not going to be having a good time. A lot of pizza in when they should be French frying. A lot of um, pizza in when they should be French frying. That's a great way of describing it, Chase. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going I'm to pull up. They just announced uh, another workout for tomorrow. Um, and that workout is uh, called Pace Race. I'm going to go ahead and make that a little bit bigger here. Get yourself some space here. Ah, yes. Show everybody what's going on here. All right. So Pace Race is interesting. We've never seen anything quite like this show up. In a, in a fitness competition. Yeah, I have a lot of questions just looking at it. How does this work? Okay. So <laughs> Being my main one. Yeah. Uh, the main question I have is how? How? <laughs> so the workout, those of you who are watching, you're reading this. It says, for max meters, row until you are caught by a computer-generated pace boat that will increase pace throughout the event. So before we get any deeper, I'm imagining this just like, have you ever played Mario Party? And you're doing the cannon run where you're running from the ghost, but they pop out at every corner. I'm imagining that's how these rowboats are. As you're just you're just running against everybody else, and there's no telling when that ghost might pop out and get you. But if you've if you slacked that's off exactly and you're just what a little bit behind, you're getting knocked out. That's exactly what they're doing. They're they're playing Mario Party. I think for that'd this be really workout. cool. Uh, yeah. So you know, in terms of the actual details of the event. <laughs> I don't have much more than what you just saw. I saw it on their Instagram when they posted it. And it sounds like basically what they had done is they've created like, okay, so I saw someone tweet this. Our buddy Kyle Sockwell tweeted this earlier today. And I thought, this is really cool. I wonder how this would be applied. And he's a swimmer. Kyle's a, Kyle's a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he showed this, this pool, this artificial pool that creates an artificial current that you can set for whatever pace you want. Um, and the pace that was in it was a world record pace. So they start on the far wall and they they try and stay ahead of the pace as long as they can before they hit the back wall. So if they can swim the distance and not hit the back wall, they set a world record, right? If they, if they can hang any, any distance, right? The longer they hang in it before they hit the back wall, the lo- the, the fitter they are compared to the world record, oh <laughs> right? It's savage. It's such a cool that sounds idea. sounds so murderous. It's like setting a treadmill to, you know, the 100-meter dash yeah. world record <laughs> and then and trying, trying to, to stay on it for, for exactly like, like steps. that. You're like standing. You're trying to jump on there. Yeah. So it's oh my God. it's a t- it's it's savage and it's hilarious. What's the insurance policy for that pool? I have no idea, but I love it. I love the idea. And I actually saw that this morning. I was like, man, this would be really cool. I wonder what this would look like in fitness. And it turns out... A much out, slower current. Now we have a, a version of this with a slightly slower pacing on it that's going to be based off of row paces. Now, what does that mean, right? So if it's 12 minutes, like I guess an example would be you do two minutes at like a two-minute race pace, two minutes at like 
a 150, two minutes at a 140, okay. two minutes at a 130. Right. So you're just trying to stay ahead of it as long as possible. Once you get caught, have you ever played the pace boat, mm-hmm. pace boat thing? Yeah. So you can set a pace on the pace boat. The, the, the erg can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. It does a lot of turns stuff. Turns out it wasn't just made for CrossFit. Tur- well, not just it wasn't made for CrossFit. It turns out the just row button isn't the only button on the thing. Oh, yeah. The thing does more buttons. I love the memory function. The memory function is very useful when you got to repeat a workout. 100%. It's also really useful when you check somebody's score. You're like, <laughs> you did not row the full 1K, Gerald. Line. Line. Yes, septuagenarian bastard. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. Go back Anyways. to your old folks home, Gerald. Stop scaling the row. Anyway, that's not a personal thing at all. I love you, Gerald. Um, so, no, uh, the functioning on your erg is actually way more in-depth than a lot of us have experience with. Yeah. So the pace boat allows you to set a pace that tells you how you're keeping up with this fake pace. It's exactly what you described from the Mario Party game. That's really cool. So my, my guess of how this is going to work is they've set the paces to change at intervals, at certain intervals, in certain ways to get faster and faster. And you have to keep up with the pace boat. If you get caught and the pace boat catches up to you or passes you, your score stops and that's the amount of meters that you've rode. Mm. So at most, again, you kind of get rewarded and punished at the same time for yeah. being way better at this. Um, the question is, if the workout... And again, we weren't here. We weren't there for like the the... Um, briefing so no. maybe this was something asked but if it's a 12 minute time cap what's stopping people from rowing like the entire 12 a minutes three, no like a 3k pace from the get go right so if the pace to start off with is like a 2 minute pace why not start rowing like a 140 pace or like a 145 pace Yeah. so you can just bank up a ton of meters since it's max meters, right? Ah, yes. Like, does it really matter if you stay ahead of the pace boat by like one second per five hundred or by twenty seconds per five hundred? I don't know. So There's... I think that I think that's where the problem is. Is that it's probably like a variable type thing. Like they're going to be able to select it. You think so? So there's. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know what don't the limitations know. Know of the technology this. is. This is the first time we've seen something like this show up. I've I've never done any extended work. Well, if that's work. the case, that is uh, that should be the strategy everybody is taking. Right, like the Travis that, Williams strategy. The, Come out swinging. The Travis Williams strategy might be the move here. You don't want to keep up with the pace boat if it starts very slow. If it starts fast, everyone's boned, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. If it starts at like a one thirty five. <laughs> one thirty five. Like. Well, okay. it's supposed to be twelve minutes, but everyone's yeah. done after two. Yeah. This is going to be a two and a half minute. We all row one k's and vomit. Yeah, right. Gross. Uh, no, I think I think if it starts with a slower pace, like if it starts at a two minute per five hundred pace, why would any of them actually try and stay with that? Yeah, if it's for max meters, that doesn't make sense. Yes, if it's for max meters, essentially what you're trying to do is what's the maximum you can you can row in ten minutes, right? Let's say it's a three k. Right. If you've got a three k in ten minutes, really, what you're trying to do is row that three k in ten minutes and just hang on for dear life, life for the, the last two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I'm curious to see how they, how they, uh, map that out. And it's the same workout for the teams. So the reason why we spent a lot of time talking about that is because there's no difference on the team. The The team, the team version of it is male, male pair, female, female pair, you know, male, male goes first, female, female goes second. Right. And each one of them has their paces to keep. Yeah. Um, 
the other event that they're doing tomorrow, if that's not enough leg stuff, as and there probably is more workouts tomorrow. I honestly don't know the schedule. Uh, I, I couldn't find think, it. Very I mean, well. I feel like two's pretty. Because like looking at the schedule that they have, uh, looking at the schedule that they have on the app, my, you know, I mean, it didn't look like it was really updated. Let's see. Friday says that the athletes are going to be doing. Let's see. Elite workouts begin. The evening time is all they have locked in right now. Yeah, the their third. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, so the it starts in the afternoon for the elites. Elites, and it looks like they have a briefing, elite team event at three, elite individual at three thirty. I think those are the rowing ones. Elite team. So it looks like they only have two. They only have two events tomorrow, which is dope. It gives them a chance to kind of recover their legs. Yeah. And they're not really doing a ton of leg stuff. I mean, the rowing is some leg stuff. But they did a lot of leg stuff today. But they did a lot of leg stuff today. Yeah, so. And uh, the second workout that they're doing tomorrow is the pump sesh trip. Yeah. Uh, I know somebody that's probably looking forward to this one. Yeah. Probably <laughs> Travis Williams. I was going to say Richard Froning, but. Oh, Rich is definitely looking forward to this one. So the workout, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, leading up to this, it's the legless rope climb, dumbbell bench press, dumbbell thrusters workout. Uh, it's not a lot of legless rope climbs, but for the individuals, they have that 18 foot yeah, instead of the 15 foot. Up. And that's that adds up to across the entire workout. My math was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm but not if you're going to be able to help you with math, if you're used to <laughs> if you're used to a 15 foot climb, and Add the 18 feet. foot adds basically one more, maybe two more reaches, mm-hmm. if you're like tired. And you're doing six rope climbs, like it adds up to about two more, one or two more full rope climbs across the workout yeah, as opposed to right. right. Um, and that I think is a reasonable ask. My my question was, and I don't know where it's where it's listed or whether it is listed of where this workout's going to be. So yeah, this one's going to be Bayside. So all right, we're Bayside, right. The cool thing about it being at Bayside is that. It's going to be on those big trusses, the really tall yeah. trusses. So they're probably not going to climb all the way to the top. They're probably going to climb like midway. You know, mid, well, not mid, be not like a like marked off tape. Marked off yeah. tape. But those big trusses are kind of they're kind of scary. They're sketch. It's different. It's very different than being in your own gym. You're like out in the environments. You know, there's a ton of people like in a coliseum setting around you, but on the other side of you is just the bay. Yeah. So well, they actually just roll you into the bay if you like <laughs> traumatically hurt yourself on the rope climb. They have they have someone with like a a dart, a dart gun. They're like just put them just put them down. Put them down. <laughs> just put them down. Put them down. Uh, yeah. So the pump sesh triplet is going to be a lot of fun to watch. The team version of this. The reason why. Tell me, tell me what is the reason why you're saying that this is going to be a good workout for Mr. Richard Froning? This is uh, this is a great workout for Richard Froning because every Wednesday. <laughs> Happens to be rope climb and bench press day for homeboy, as you can tell by his massive, massive pecs yeah. and triceps on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, his gigantic pecs. Watch that, by the way. It's it's we. I I I know this for a fact because I asked them about it and I participated in their Wednesday workout about how every Wednesday they run in the mornings and. After they're done thrashing their legs, what else? Of what other part of their body is left to do? except for their entire upper body. So they of just course. thrash their, their pushing and pulling. Yeah, I think the key thing here is that it's legless. Legless. That does not mean you can't use your pecs. And <laughs> Rich has developed pecs that can grab that rope and secure him 
without his hands. If you've never seen him actually grab the rope with his pecs, just... Yeah, you're not looking close enough if you haven't seen that. Yeah, it's pretty... It's very, very interesting. It's a master level move. It's very interesting. Like, remember when Brent Fiskowski and... Brent, and Brent Fiskowski. Remember Fiskowski and... and uh, uh, I think it was David's daughter. They both kind of changed the game when it yeah, came to Yeah, showcase the, the thigh clamp. The thigh clamp, right? Yeah. Yeah. This people is don't, that. People don't even know. They sell a whole master but class on YouTube yeah. with how the pack clamp works. It's the mayhem. It's like the mayhem secret. <laughs> that's that's the secret sauce, though. That is the secret sauce. It's You can clamp yeah, the no, rope with your pecs. I don't see anything in that workout that, uh, other than the time domain might be a little tight for them. It's maybe a little bit, should be a faster pace than what they train. I don't anticipate them having any problems. If it's tight for them, it's going to be real tight for everybody. For everybody. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be anybody else in the field that can push the pace of those uh, rope climbs uh, along with the thrusters as well as them. Yeah. I say that, but also Sam, Bri- uh, Sam Briggs is in this, and that Michael Smith guy is uh, terrifying. I imagine he can get to 18 feet in two bounds. Just leap rip himself up <laughs> yeah he and, and he's royce, already up there <laughs> he and royce dunn will both be able to touch the 18 feet with one reach just jump up and then they're they're just gigantic arms no it's a superman pull they rip the <laughs> rip the thing they just pull the rig down to there them. you go it doesn't yeah. say that you it doesn't say that you have to leave the ground you just have to bring the yeah, market everyone's down been yourself. looking at it the wrong way um let's go ahead and let's go and see if there's any questions or comments on the youtube here uh Jennifer Hall says, I can't with y'all's hair. Well, Chase just washed his hair, and it's very humid here, so the curls are coming out. Yeah. And the mullet, honestly, it's pretty majestic right now. <laughs> it's, doing, it's doing some sweet shit. So the mullet's doing nice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bummed about it at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, Derek St. John. Uh, Kristen Miller could not rope climb last year. How's she looking this year on Independence? Uh, so she had she struggled with two two issues last year. One was her rope climbs, and one was her swim. And um, I think I think she's going to be okay. You I know, would imagine my gut that, tells me she's going to be fine. I imagine that if you're at a rich phoning gym and the one of the major holdups for you on that team was were your legless rope climbs. I imagine you probably drilled those a bajillion times. Her That's hands true. are probably raw at all times from rope climbs. We got uh, we got some corrections, by the way, coming in as well. Uh, Denny Tenney and Derek both say that Invictus had more than one team at the games last year. Yeah, they had Boston and X. Correct. And didn't they have black. one other team? Yeah. I think Invictus black as well. Yeah. However, the difference is... I don't think those three teams all trained under the same roof all yeah, the time. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure about X or Black, but they Boston were, was definitely in Boston. Yeah, yeah, but they were it was three is three Invictus gyms, but three Invictus teams from like completely disparate places. I guess I guess I should have been more specific with what I was saying. Yes, Invictus had but like, training underneath the same roof is Yeah, different. training underneath the same roof, the, the old same affiliate system model. bringing people together, right. Yeah. Uh you know the same the same people training together on a regular basis, pumping out a team is what I was trying to say. But even that, in some senses, doesn't count because Scott Panchik and China Cho don't live in Cookville. That's very true. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, what other questions do we have here? Are they still selling tickets at the gate? Yes, they are still selling tickets at the gate. I think the Florida 
resident t- price tickets are cheaper than the re- rest of the tickets. So I don't know if that means anything to you. Um, but yes, let's see. Uh, I think it'll get slower as you go. It'll never get slow. Or uh, the, are they talking about the road there? Yeah, I think so. Danny yeah. Tenney says, the marathon record treadmill was large in size and soft so it could safely spew people out the back faster than most people could sprint. That's amazing. And if you guys, by the way, haven't seen, have you seen, did you see the new 5K world record? No. Sub 13. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. He was running, he ran a 408 mile, 3.1 miles in a row. Wow. Yeah. Wow is correct. And by the way, it was an out and back course. So at one point he had to slow down dramatically in order to make a very sharp Sharp U-turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Crazy. 408 for 13 minutes. That's, that's really painful. That's insane. That's really painful. That's insane. That may be one of the most impressive. That might be one they of the most name impressive a car things after I've ever that seen. Guy. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I, they should name a car after that guy. That's a good question. Like, that's what you should win. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that just about that just about wraps up. I don't know if there's anything else. Are, were there any other storylines that stood out to you? Not off the not off the top of the dome. Um, I I think there's a lot of interesting stories within the women's division, um, but I think the biggest thing here to pay attention to is Tia and Sarah. Nothing against Carrie Pierce. Um, I would look for her to finish on the podium. Um, it'll be interesting if uh, if Jessica Griffith can kind of get in there and make a crack at it, or or like a Colleen Foch or or Danny Spiegel or or any. Or is Danny, Danny Spiegel? Not she dropped out. Yeah, she? she she stepped out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot going on with the with the uh, with the female leaderboard. Yeah, but I think the main story you want to pay attention to is is that main one. I think another story to look at on the women's leaderboard is probably Brooke Wells. You know, she'd had a really, really poor start. Uh, she got capped on loose, but she finished fourth in this, in the second workout. And a lot of the remaining workouts are going to play to her strength. Yeah. They're high power output. Yeah. She might have a little she bit of issue with the rope climbs, but it's just one rope climb per round. And you know, there's a big difference between having worked on things like her upper body pulling in rope climbs and volume muscle-ups and then doing that with like the, the go-ruck bag. The go yeah, versus bag, the weird balance you have to strike with the right. go-ruck bag. The go-ruck bag is is very difficult. It's even diff- more difficult than a weight vest because of how the weight is, yeah. is and distributed. And it also hammers the back of your skull every time you kick up. There is that. There is that. Uh, you know, so – and we've talked about how Brooke has a, a consistent issue – with upper body pulling that's been getting better over time but it just anytime there's like a really strange um <clears throat> anytime there's like a really strange like you know implement or curveball thrown in with that it just kind of it throws her for a loop yeah it's, it's real hard to be prepared it, it'd be basically like hey what's your weakness okay well now we're going to do your weakness plus extra right. sauce but points wise realistically speaking she's 20 points outside of fifth yeah, she's still within points it. outside of fifth. So she could absolutely push for a really solid finish over the course of the 100%. weekend. And I, I suspect that she's going to be able to do that because the rest of the weekend, it's not like it plays to her strengths. It's just that she's so effing fit. Yeah. And like she doesn't accidentally do well at the games every year, guys. No, That's no. not a thing. It doesn't work <laughs> you that can't way. You accidentally do well at the you games. You might be able to accidentally do well at the games once. 
Yeah. But you definitely don't accidentally do well at the games multiple years in a row. Uh, so yeah, so it's, I would, it's it's a rough start, but man, I'm I'm still excited to watch her for the rest of the week. I would keep my eyes on Brooke. I'd be I'd be shocked up. if she had any more finishes that were that were that poor. Um, and on the men's side, I mean, there's a lot of cool stories too, like seeing Adrian Munwaller shoot for his spot through through this uh, event. Alex Smith is back onto an individual competition for the first time in a long time. My boy Christian Lucero is out there. Christian Lucero and his blonde tips are his, out there. He looks dope super, ass hair. super cool. Uh, the return of Albert Dom- Dominique LaRouche. ADL. Something that uh, all the old school uh, badasses out there all really enjoy. Lots of really cool storylines. Um, overall, it's it was a really good day. Hopefully technology really works by uh, works in our favor again tomorrow. That'd be great. And we actually are able to succeed with, with some more live stream stuff. So that's the plan. That's we'll the plan, see you, Stan. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another live stream tomorrow night about you know what happened on Friday. Uh, so get your questions lined up. Think of them in advance. Don't even wait until you see what happens tomorrow. Just think of them in advance right now and let's let's get after it. You know what I mean? Yeah, get a notebook out, write them down. And then pledge them out. Show them to a friend and have them vet them out. Practice asking them, I think, is really what Chase is trying to say. Yeah, saying them out loud so you can type them later. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us. Really appreciate all your patience with our technical issues this afternoon, this evening. Now it's going to be very close to bedtime for us because we have another very long day tomorrow. And we would not have it any other way. At least I wouldn't, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Wubba lubba dub dub. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) See you later, folks. Take care. Peace.